0: the cool jobs podcast you're like where's saskatoon follow cool jobs podcast on instagram at cool jobs podcast you know 10
1: nhl players
0: the cool jobs podcast is brought to you by crown jewel recruitment
1: please tell me there's a video is there video of this if there is we're going to insert some right here on the podcast
0: oh, we can do it this is the cool jobs podcast with your host johnny, johnny jazno
1: Okay, here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Cool Jobs Podcast. I am so excited to talk to him. He is right there. We'll chat with him in just a sec. Cool Jobs Podcast brought to you by Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment. If you're looking for a job, Mark and his team have opportunities in several industries and segments, whether it's finance or sales, engineering, supply chain, executive. Mark is able to provide the process that identifies top talent and will get you hired. Check out all the job listings, crownjewelrecruitment.com, or search him on LinkedIn. Our guest today, Chris Sikorsky, owner, operator, sick pics. Is it entertainment? Is it a production company? Chris, give me, I guess, the Coles notes of what you do before we dive into this interview.
2: Oh, thanks for having me uh, here on the show today, Johnny. This is really cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm a, a visual creator, among other uh, <laughs> among other things, and, and and wearing other hats, I suppose. But uh, my main gig is uh, is uh, owner operator of Sick Picks Productions here, uh, based out of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and we are a videography, photography, visual marketing uh, agency
1: here in Saskatoon. That is unreal. What you have built up today from the start till today like you started basically you know doing the grunt work slinging all the learning all the tricks of the trade from CTV into radio and all that and like today you're in your own facility correct Like, like you're sitting in your own studio finally now right
2: yeah, it's been an interesting journey for sure. Started in broadcast and, and was able to learn the tricks of the trade and and, uh, and develop our own gig here. So there is uh, three of us full time in addition to a handful of contractors that we lean on for bigger projects. And yeah, so just at the, uh, at the studio here in downtown Saskatoon, it was kind of a big dream and a goal of ours cool. for a lot of years. And so we moved in uh, this last uh, October and... And uh, yeah, right in the heart of the city, and and yeah, basically
1: a dream come true from
2: from starting in uh, just off my kitchen in my condo uh, years ago.
1: Okay, let's start. Let's start way back. Let's go way back to the beginning. Um, growing up in Saskatoon, where did this love for telling a story, capturing video, pictures, where did that all start and get creative, and your mind start going, man, this is really cool. I want to do this. Yeah, great question.
2: I think I was always pretty curious, and I had a love for both uh, sports and athletics, but also the performing arts, and, and music especially. And so uh, I think broadcast kind of got me into both radio and TV. There was an opportunity for both, and I didn't really know at that time uh, th- wh- what I wanted to do exactly. I think the original goal was Hey, on camera, on television, on screen reporter, right. uh, but got into the, the behind the scenes of it more than, more than anything. And, and we've been able to tell some, some really great stories, uh, uh, that way, but uh, my—I should mention my, my dad was a photography instructor for thirty-three years at a at a high school level, and so growing up there was that visual influence, and uh, it was really cool the, the the stuff that was was shared and taught at, at even an early age. So, uh, became quite quite visual, um, kind of from the get go.
1: So he's at thirty-three years. So when did he start teaching photography? Well, I guess uh, just just
2: out of high school, right? He he got into a small town in Saskatchewan, and then and then spent uh, spent the majority of his so career in in Saskatoon.
1: Did you have like all the coolest tech in your house all the time, like the latest cameras and I guess old school VHS video cameras when it came in? Like, did did you get to use that and play with that as like a not I don't want to say a child, but like when you're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Like, did you see all this new tech come into your house? Yeah, so
2: he, you know, he had his lab at, at the at the school and at the you know in his classroom, and that's kind of where most of the toys live. But every so often, there was uh, you know the the new hot toy that maybe you would bring home on the weekend or summer holidays and and test out and, and play with, right? And so uh, uh, something that stands out specifically is uh, Apple computers. So so growing up, uh, all my friends had PCs, right? Or, or yeah, yeah, or, or Dells and. Uh, and we were the, the only ones, my brother and I and our family, uh, that operated on, on a Mac. And so what that meant was that you didn't have access to MSN and rollercoaster tycoon and Sims and all the, <laughs> yeah. all the fun stuff. Right. And so often it was like, Oh man, dad, Mac sucks. Like we should, we should get a, a PC. Right. And, and it just wasn't built for, for our interests at the time, but, uh, the Macintosh and Apple computers, uh, they were always kind of geared towards creative. So he had pops, had a, a Mac lab of, of 30, 40 computers, right. Uh, Apple computers. And so, uh, it was, it was interesting because then sure enough, the shift happens and, and everyone starts coming around and, and, and now it's kind of the gold standard, right? Uh, and is, is definitely been more widely accepted. Uh, and, and now you can even play the, the Sims on your Mac. So, uh, that's pretty cool too.
1: Uh, let's talk about tech quickly. Are you a hundred percent Apple guy then with all your editing, all your computer work? Is it all Apple or do you dabble in the PC world? And where's, where's the give and take there?
2: Yeah. so in terms of you know tools we often said i had a mentor at uh, ctv operations manager and he had said you know hey look the camera it's 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 just a hammer right it, it kind of depends on on who's swinging it and obviously there's you know frame rates and resolutions and in regards to computers there's graphic cards and ram yeah. and, and all the good stuff right and so um you know one brand or another or editing software is whether it's premiere final cut Um, You know, hey, what works for you is is, and your workflow and and your projects and the application is is likely best, Um, but for us, we are Apple users uh, despite the uh, higher price point, but uh, it's something I've always grown up with and um, they do seem to be pretty reliable. and that is what we what we currently operate on and i love that my phone can talk to my computer right. and i can you know it's it's a it's an ecosystem that you kind of buy into and um you know we got buddies and and our one coach he he prefers to build his own computer and for me i just don't have that that luxury yeah. and that uh skill set so um likely there's a more cost effective way but um, you know, they, they work and we don't have to mess around with viruses and they seem to have a longer sh- shelf life and, and all that good stuff. And so that's our experience, at least.
1: I always uh, say to people when they're like, oh, you have MacBook and you do stuff on a Mac. I said, well, I have so much money invested now into Apple. I, if I switch now, it's just I feel it's up the door. <laughs> it's pretty hard to, to flip
2: flop and change yeah. brands for sure once you're committed.
1: Okay, um, so graduated high school in Saskatoon. Were you actively doing like video and photography during high school or was that more like kind of your music days? And mm-hmm. then when did you decide that Broadcast College is kind of the path you want to go? Yeah, so my
2: first bit of artistic exposure and experience would have been through music, right? So I played in an original uh, kind of like an alt rock metal band in high school and and uh yeah it was just the best that uh, that latest uh, festival that uh, when we were young i don't know if you saw that posted and and so that was just that's that's it that was it those are the songs we cover and awesome. the bands we looked up to and you know going to warp tour and and all that stuff and so yeah you know what and and so with one artistic uh endeavor you know it's it's not so far of a stretch for it to translate into a different medium right and so um, I think that's maybe the natural progression, I mean, and so often music is coupled with those visuals through music videos right. and visual storytelling, right? And even just a concert, right? Whether it's the video screen or pyrotechnics or it it is kind of, uh, you know, the idea is to kind of marry the two and, and to create a full experience, right? And so... Um, yeah I think that could have been part of it uh, getting into music and then you know you set up a camera for a jam or or all of a sudden you got two cameras on on a big show that you're gonna have and you watch it back and and so uh, you know dabbling in iMovie you know years ago right and so I think that's part of it and and yeah broadcast was just a way it was an outlet and I think it, it left it pretty open-ended there was graduates from the, from the local college who you know, worked at TSN, but then, you know, also did harder hitting news features. And, and so it kind of, yeah, it, it was going to leave it uh, kind of up to me in terms of how I want to pursue that right. in the industry, but to give me kind of some of the hard skills to to go out and at least get
1: started. So from broadcast college, where did you, what was your little stepping stone then next? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So uh, typically in the broadcast gig, you start in small town, nowhere. Where'd you, where'd you go? Uh, Rose town, oh, so nice. you've probably been through it a few times, traveling uh, east west yeah. there through the yeah. prairies, so uh yeah, small town, probably like three thousand people farming egg community, and so here comes the city boy uh rolling into town to 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 promote um all west sales and and these egg companies and and so yeah, so I did some morning news and, and uh, co-hosted a show and, and, and did some afternoon drive and voice commercials and and uh, there was a live uh, farmers auction and so farmer Bob would call in with his with his with his tractor or combine for sale and, and we would you know jot notes down and 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 people would yeah call in and trade it was nuts right because again here's a city boy and I don't know what's going on I can't even pronounce uh, agriculture at the time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a wake up call, but I only did that for nine months and it was kind of like, Hey, get me out of here. And I was able to land a job in, in Saskatoon. So the, the big city, so to speak right. uh, for for us in the prairies here. And so, or in Saskatchewan. And, and so, um, yeah, that got me into, into TV, which was kind of the ultimate goal, but I knew I had to, you know, take that first small step before uh, right. I, I could, get I could get there kind of thing
1: um so you got into tv did you was your goal to be a reporter then on tv like you want to be behind the or in front of the camera versus behind i think initially yeah so yeah. i took
2: an ops job so i was you know running audio levels up up upstairs in operations for the for the show behind the scenes kind of thing and queuing up vtr videotape recorder in those days is what it was called and and uh, it, was, it was cool. It was cool to see the, 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 the workings and the, the community of the broadcast live television show, right? So so from there, I was, I was able to, to pick up a gig uh, behind the camera. And that was cool because it was one step closer to maybe what I thought was my right. future, working directly with reporters, going out to live, to live uh, events and, and uh, performing lives from in the field. Um, and also working studio camera and and you know again just a little closer uh, connected with the reporters and anchors and yeah definitely picked up some some great storytelling tricks and after geez hundreds thousands of of interviews um, with you know some seasoned reporters uh, it was it was it was a great experience right and it, it's I'm a big believer and big fan of of skill stacking so yeah. so even going back to my my music days it's it's maybe that audio experience that that has allowed us to to maybe uh you know tell stories in a more engaging way to 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 select an audio bed track for a soundtrack that's appropriate or fitting um and and to you know carve in some audio design and sound ups and bring it back down dynamics right and so yeah i think the skill stacking thing is is is, has has really played a role in in kind of our kind of my unique skill set i guess at this
1: time you touched on something so huge there that People don't even realize how big an audio track is in a video. Like watch your favorite TV show with no music or no laughing or your favorite movie with no music, right? You'll be blown away. Or change it right change it
2: to a different track right and all of a sudden now the tone completely changed have you ever seen that darth vader skit where it's it's like a love like lusty kind of song and it's it's pretty sensual and and he comes off the the the, the death star or, or the, one of the star destroyers and the troopers are looking at him right and he changed the music and all of a sudden now it's a bedroom scene right like it's it's just unbelievable wow. so yeah i mean it's we we often say hey it's got to look good it's got to sound good right. and it, and it's half of it there's two pieces right and so um you know short of short of uh you know there's there's one approach where where you could just have uh an audio soundtrack and and wallpaper it is is a term that we would use with 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 your visuals um but that's in most cases you know a, a, not a super dynamic approach to to a to a feature or a or a, a video or a promo content, you want to have those sound ups and maybe a voiceover or interview or something yeah. like that to kind of properly tell the story. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's huge. It's so huge.
1: Um, so you're at CTV, you're doing, you're out in the field and you're the camera guy, you're behind the scenes. When is sick pics percolating in your brain being like, I can do this on my own. I can, I can tell other people's stories. I can do some video. I can do some photos. When, when does that all ha- kind of happen? Yeah, so naturally
2: you start messing around uh, after hours, right in terms of, of shooting and, and editing and you pick up a project here or some friends asked you to to capture their their small intimate wedding and and uh, yeah, it's totally one job leads to another and, and all of a sudden I was busy enough contracting on the side and hustling on weekends that I was able to make that leap but it was it was a pretty big grind for a lot of years pulling double duty working full-time at CTV. Ye- wow years yeah years yeah for wow. sure yeah and and so and it just ramped up right at first it was you know a few shoots and then it was you know every weekend and then I was you know I'd wrap my shift at, at, at work and then I'd race home and I'd try to get an edit out to a to a commercial client and and so eventually there was an opportunity to to step away and, and to, to pursue it full-time but uh, I'm also a big believer in in, uh, you know, not necessarily uh, jumping in head first. Like, right. I think that side hustle makes sense. And um, there's something to be said about, uh, hey, if you have no plan B, plan A can work. So to jump in head first, like, all the power to you. But for me, at least with with our approach, it's, it's always been kind of test the water, waters and ease into it um, to, to, to see if it is indeed sustainable, whether it comes to the studio space here or, or bringing on full-time employees or, um, or, you know, going back further, uh, leaving that, that, that I won't say cushy, but it was, you know, a guaranteed income and, and a, and a big kid job, right? 100%. Um,
1: is it true that you slept at CTV one time after editing? Is that a thing? (laughs)
2: So sometimes there was there was some slow yeah. My, let's hope uh, let's hope the management team isn't watching, right? But uh, I will say that you know sometimes there'd be slower shifts on on evenings and 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 yeah, you'd be pretty burnt out. Uh, I'd have to often come back to come back to work to to catch my breath after a big weekend or right. or uh, some hustle on the sides. And yeah, it wasn't super sustainable. Um, I don't recommend uh, sleep can be your superpower for sure. Right. And so. Yeah, there was there was some moments where I, I likely wasn't at my best, but it it um, yeah, uh, it, it was kind of all, all part of it, the journey, I suppose.
1: Um, so you make the leap, you decide one day this is it, I'm gonna go all in on sick picks, CTVs behind me, take me through that, and that must have been a were you uh, engaged at the time or had a girlfriend? Like who did you have mm. to consult and like not get approval from, but be like I think I'm gonna do this, and were they like? Anybody, parents even, were they like, ah, maybe not yet? You know, that's a
2: really, that's a really awesome, great question because it was one of the biggest pivotal points in my life was making that jump to entrepreneurship. For sure. And and so my folks, very conservative, uh, you know, they wouldn't be associated with, with big risk taking um and so yeah that that conversation at the dinner table when i first you know shared shared the plan it was yeah it was it wasn't met with open arms and it's interesting because you know my folks have always been incredibly supportive uh, throughout the years and and you know now they're you know our biggest fans and and it's funny how their tolerance has kind of changed you know when we talk about the studio it's like wow well, is a big investment we got to build out this entire thing. this was just a shell behind us here and and so we built it out and and uh, and they're like oh yeah do it like that sounds great like you guys always kill it right like like the the confidence has totally changed yeah. flipped over the years and so uh, that's been pretty crazy to see. but yeah, there is a little bit of pushback for sure, right? and and uh, you know I think gone are the days of of maybe working 40 years and getting the watch and uh, and then and then sailing into the sunset, right? So um, I think you're gonna see more and more of, of people maybe bouncing around a little bit or, or taking a little bit of a leap of faith or a calculated risk and and so I mean for me,'m I'm, I'm super glad I did, but um, that that space of being, Uh, terrified uh, but excited like if you're not terrified kind of what are you doing I definitely connected with that uh, over the years as well especially during big decisions I was single at the time so I didn't have tons to lose but I did uh, I owned a a condo and so you know I did have a mortgage to pay and and so there was, there were bills to consider. It wasn't uh, so free and easy. But uh, but no, I mean you, you crunch your numbers and you know enough times, or you're essentially breaking your calculator. And it's like, hey, look, what's your worst case scenario? And and uh, yeah, it finally had added up. But I will say, I mean that last day and, and walking out those doors uh, into my future, it was, you know, the stomach flips, hearts racing. Like it was, it was definitely like a a real. <laughs> Uh, a turning point and an engaging moment, and it's almost like a fight or flight response. Like it was, it was overwhelming uh, in terms of what was what was happening in the like internal f- fight almost, yeah. and and to get to a point where it's like, holy man, I, I I did it kind of thing, and so yeah, that was that was a huge one for sure. And and for anyone who's considering taking that side hustle, uh, you know, full time, I would I would just. I would just say, you know, definitely make your, your calculations, your pros and cons sheet and uh, worst case scenario and and maybe test the waters, and, you know, hustle on evenings and weekends if you can and and kind of get a feel. But uh, yeah,
1: no regrets. I think, I think you sure. hit the nail on the head too, though. Like you got to consider everything because you have a mortgage to pay. There's bills on top of that, car payment, whatever. Like that doesn't go away, even though you just started your own business and, and you're going right. You have to have especially you you have to have gigs booked it's not like you're doing something you're selling or even selling t-shirts whatever it is you have to have that ready to go At when you're walking out those doors of ctv because if you don't have i don't know 20 30 40 gigs booked for the next you know week i don't know six months whatever what happens then
2: right for sure yeah there's there's a lot of hard costs that i think people don't uh you know don't consider right everything from you know insurance to business license to uh subscriptions and obviously all your gear and and uh, there's your marketing costs and your vehicle like there's it's yeah. just never ends really and and so um yeah and with this industry and even even today right it's um you know our calendar isn't full for the year right so um but luckily enough we've we've you know, produced a name for ourselves here locally that we are able to, um, you know, continue to to generate interest and in, and there's n- not that same concern. But at the start, definitely, I mean, uh, it was it was hey, it's like okay, now it's time to hustle. Now it's time yeah. to build relationships and and meet people and get in the right rooms and uh, you know build portfolio and market and and yeah, it was it was like. Balls to the wall hundred percent go time uh, the the second I was I was off
1: how much free work did you do before you made that leap mm. just to build yes. your portfolio be like, hey, I'll come shoot this <sighs> oh yeah, you want you want these headshots absolutely I'll do them mm. I need them for my like did you go through a lot of that or was your mm. you feel like oh no, you know what like I can start charging.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And I can see it work in both ways. Um, but I think I really leaned on my experience. Uh, so video with CTV yep. and, and that journalism background, and then and then the photography aspect with with pops. And so I wasn't necessarily going in cold. And so and I, I realized I recognized that there was a value to the work, right. And so, um, you know, if it lacks val or sorry, if it lacks a price, it often lacks value, right. right? And in terms of that perception. So I wasn't a big fan of, of given, of giving the the work away and, yeah. and setting precedent that way. And, and I mean, how can you quote high if you're legit just starting out or you don't have the systems in place or backups or the, you know, cutting edge gear or whatever that looks like. Right. So there is a, there is a time and place to, to, you know, maybe it's intern or job shadow or, or that kind of stuff. And and uh and build that portfolio for us we do still do a few creative projects but it's likely something that you know maybe we're testing a new approach or something that we know is going to right get our audience really excited or engage people and and so every so often we do do that kind of stuff but yeah starting out there is that that doesn't not a lot of uh freebies come to mind but i'm sure going back far enough right. there was there was some cross promotion that kind of stuff right as as your your time is at an abundance and yeah. uh and you just want to create uh, some some work right so there would have been some of that for sure but yeah i mean i i think there's uh there's definitely the other
1: side of it where you have to recognize your value and and charge accordingly um let's talk about sick pics uh what you guys do man you're across the board let's talk about the wedding division first because i know you do a bunch of weddings we're not going to dwell on weddings because i know you guys do so much more besides that but like the wedding day is a big day brides i'm sure you've seen every type (laughs) across the board and you got to capture that moment a what kind of pressure is that do you find yourself like oh like i need to get this shot of the bride and groom kissing or their first dance or whatever it is how much pressure is there and what kind of what's your bridal division per year how many do you do like i walk me through weddings
2: yeah for sure it was it was something that uh was a big part of things when when we kicked off and and we still love doing uh weddings every year uh, there's the the artistic photojournalism approach that we take um, which is maybe a little different than than some of the stuff locally in our market so we've had a way to kind of set ourselves apart with approach and, and our coloring and and uh, the 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 content we like to capture in a day um, but uh, it's it's just it's the ultimate challenge I will say shooting a wedding because you got so many different conditions you're up against the clock tight timelines for the most part uh you know you're looking at at indoor for us it's flash photography we want to bring the tools needed to to get the best image possible and not rely on you know uh external circumstances uh or or mother nature in in terms of 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 lighting or or that kind of stuff is that your
1: worst thing to read when you're booking a wedding and like outdoor and you're like are you Uh, we don't. Really, yeah, we don't really worry about that too
2: much. Like okay. we're we're pers- like for us, we're prepared to shoot in any in any condition. Okay. Uh, so if it was a if it was a candlelit room or a a blackout wedding, we would we would be uh, excited for that, and we would light it up accordingly, and and do so tastefully, and and play to that scene, and or maybe it's long exposures on a tripod, or whatever, right? And so, um, luckily we're you know experienced enough, and and we have the tools to to approach um a, a wedding day confidently regardless but um yeah in most cases if it's outside there's there's a backup venue right but okay. in terms of in terms of uh weddings we, we, we typically do like i think this year there's 18 for 2022 so you think that there's only 52 Saturdays in a year so it's a pretty good chunk of your of your Saturdays and there are some Fridays and Sundays in there right um but uh but yeah it's it's, it's a big part of things for sure and, uh, and we just love it, there's so much action, people look good, they feel good, uh, it's, it's an awesome day, we get to connect with, uh, with other vendors in town, uh, venues, DJs, caterers, magicians, like uh, bands, it's just the best time, right, honestly. And so it's something I, I got into, I think I've been shooting weddings for about 10 years. And the work has really transformed. Holy man! I bet uh, we did some. We did some uh, really cool workshops. That we went down to Vegas and we did uh, a week at WPPI, which is one of the largest wedding conferences in the world. And so we learned from literally the best on the planet. And there's a there's a trade show with all the new gear, and that was really cool. We did that just before the pandemic, and we were also in Bali uh, before that, and. And that was really cool too and we spent uh, several days with with just absolute masters of the of the craft and uh you know hey the youngest least experienced person in the room is is kind of the room we want to be in and so uh that was that was a big one for us so um yeah it's cool there's there's an opportunity to go bigger and better and we're kind of never really 100% happy as creators. And I think that's why weddings, right. the challenge of the day, in addition to all of our commercial work as well, is is so intriguing and, and continues to be uh, engaging and fulfilling for,
1: for myself and our team as creators. How long is a wedding day shoot? Like, when do you start to when do you finish? And then on the B side of that, how much people don't realize how much editing goes into those photos before they get back to... The bride and groom like there's a lot of work pre day and post am i correct totally yeah so
2: so pre uh okay so typically we we, we book 12 hour packages so it's Probably around a, a, a ten a.m. to twelve p.m. Oh, wow! Uh, and and it depends on the day, right? They may extend that if it's a rage and dance floor, and, right? And they're really excited about that, and they invested in a DJ and and big lights, and it's an awesome venue, and they know their friends and family are are dancers, or say it's a Ukrainian wedding, and they're gonna do the big uh, dance right. circle. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're asked to stay even further, and 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 you know, an earlier morning at times too. But, um. Yeah, for the most part, uh, it's 12 hour days and we don't do anything short. Well, we have a 10 hour package, but no shorter than that, simply okay. because there's an opportunity cost, right? If we book a three hour package, we could call the next day like, hey, can you do this monster East Indian wedding? Uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden you're booked, right? There's, there is limited resources here, even though we do uh, work with contractors as well. But um, as the lead operator, we have to be conscious of that, right? And so, yeah, so typically 12 hour days, and in terms of the prep we have a 14 page questionnaire so we really get to know our couples we typically meet in person wow. there's calls leading up and and preparation has been the, the biggest game changer if, if you're prepared you know you're not asking questions on the day wow. uh, if you're not uh, you know second guessing your times or you're not late to showing up to things like you got it right or even like uh, you know, knowing names of, of the bridal party. Like that's, that's just like another trick that can kind of, you know, be on your side that, that day. And in terms of winning over some friends in the group and stuff. Right. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of prep work and then post it's ingesting. It's, it's backing up. It's, it's making sure the content's in in three to four places. And how, how how many pictures do you take in that 10 hours, 12 hours? So if I'm by myself, probably about 6,000
1: images. No way.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it it's definitely gets more and more every year. And so, uh, our mentors, uh, uh, Erica and Lanny Mann, uh, w- one of our mentors at least, they they've always uh, phrased it as as buying lottery tickets. And I'm not sure if they coined that themselves, or or if that's from one of uh, one of their other mentors as well. But. Um, yeah, essentially, like for a moment, there's a peak of a laugh, right? Or there's, you know, the, the, the peak of an emotional moment or, or the, the, the tight squeeze of a hug. Like there's always that that peak. And so if you lean on your shutter and you shoot through the moment or the dance move or uh, you name it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're just going to have a, a greater opportunity for your technical. So your focus, your composition, all of the, the, uh, the items on our end to align in addition to the the elements within the frame and your subject matter right so say there's a blink one frame and then the blocking and someone's just in front of you know and yeah. so yeah you shoot through it and, and give yourself an opportunity to have that just perfect wow well, perfect might be a stretch but it, it gives yourself an opportunity to uh to really dial in those images um if you just give yourself more chances right so it means a lot of culling in post-production and going through and that must you be might hours. Have hun- Six oh, yeah. six
1: thousand that's hours and hours of going through every photo. No, 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 yes, no, no no, pretty, no. no, 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 yes,
2: yeah. Like. Totally, totally. You can be pretty ruthless. Uh, but there could be hundreds of images from a particular moment, right? And so you're kinda just looking for the for, for the best one, you're using your artistic and, and just uh, you know, general discretion I guess wow. to to call through and and so yeah probably about like 12 to 18 hours in terms of turning over a, a wedding so um and it crazy. depends kind of what package they yeah uh, yeah the yeah would would uh, select but but we have we have uh, brought on some editors to help us with that with that kind of stuff so oh that's yeah it's been a, a huge weight off our if, shoulders exactly
1: if your calendar's booked up and you're like hey i had this wedding two weeks ago i still haven't got to these pictures yet because we've been doing this that and the other thing like it could be crazy crazy
0: the Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Crown Jewel Recruitment.
1: Hi there, Mark Curtis, Managing Partner at Crown Jewel Recruitment. We're very excited to partner with the Cool Jobs Podcast. A little bit about us, we specialize in mid to senior level management positions, all types of industries. We also have entry level, all the way through to executive suite. If you'd like to learn more, please check out crownjewelrecruitment.com.
0: Like Cool Jobs Podcast on Facebook, at Cool Jobs Podcast. Okay.
1: Let's move on video, man, your video world is across the board. Um, Let's talk about, I guess, especially with video and all the different industries that you guys touch, you and your prep work, as we just heard with a wedding, I can only imagine what it is when you're doing a video shoot commercial, uh, whatever it is. You must learn about so many different industries and segments and just be dialed in because you got to be in that moment, right? If you're shooting something for ag, you got to know everything about this tractor or whatever it is. If you're shooting something through sports, you better know the sport inside and out, this team, what they do. So, man, like tell me some of the video that you've done um, that you just really are proud of and all the places it has taken you.
2: So you, you you nailed it. Like it's it's probably the part I love most about uh, what we do every day is is just the fact that it's it is indeed different every day. And so to connect with different industries. And so you talk about cool jobs. Well, my cool job is 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 working with other cool jobs, right? Like uh, So hook to me see up with, other up cool. With some. Right. So to see cool jobs up close and personal and get that kind of VIP access. Yeah. Like, We've been. You know we've been backstage we've been through uh operating rooms we've uh done uh, cannabis facilities right uh, I, i've been in helicopters and and chartered flights and and so it's that kind of uh you know unique opportunity yeah. that, that is is so thrilling right and and you you nailed it uh, like you said with uh with connecting with different industries and so you'll learn a lot right we've learned a lot about uh egg and we've learned a lot about uh hospital foundations and right uh you know the indigenous communities here locally it's it's a lot of our work lately is has been partnering with uh, uh indigenous groups here in saskatoon and and uh and working towards truth and reconciliation right so uh with tourism saskatoon and so uh that's uh that's been that's been huge right so it's pretty cool to have a chance to tell these stories, but to, to learn while we're at it. And I think being uh, genuinely uh, and kind of naturally curious uh, goes a long way there. And, and so I won't say I'm an expert on any one of these things, but I will say that kind of like a, almost like a cab driver or a hairstylist where you're able to, you know, shoot the shit about a lot of different yeah, things, yeah, yeah. but kind of just on the surface for the most part. But um, but no, it's, it's, it's just, it's just the coolest, um, trying to think like, yeah, we've, we've been to Colorado with, uh, with the Saskatchewan rush on a, on a chartered flight, uh, for the NLL for, uh, the lacrosse, uh, team here yeah. locally. And, and, uh, we followed the, the team out and some of their VIP, uh, members on, on a chartered flight. And so that was cool as a 24 hour experience and. And so, yeah, some trips to the States and across the border and Canadian Rockies. I, I mentioned the workshops around the world. Yeah. Vegas and Bali are, are highlights for sure. And, and uh, what would like championship locker rooms is really cool, right? Like just things that maybe the general public wouldn't have access to backstage for high-profile concerts and entertainers. I once captured a berth. That was something. Uh, twice, actually. Uh, that same family brought me back for their second, and it was uh, kind of bonkers. But uh, Are we, are I, we I,
1: doing video or are we doing photography? So this is photojournalism okay. right, at its
2: finest because you're really working your angles and you're trying to capture everything tastefully. And, and I mean, geez, the miracle of life. I called my mom afterwards and I was like, holy mom, uh, <laughs> how can I ever ever begin to uh you know repay you and geez thanks so much hey and so wow oh man uh yeah it was it was nuts um I was kind of blown away with the request but I just approached it like I would any other uh event or or photojournalism uh shoot or 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 clients and so yeah it was it was cool it was it was it was camera ready eyes up and and just you know scanning the room and it's you know the reaction of pops and 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 mom and the doctor and wide medium tight compositions and tell the story and maybe the clock gets in there for one and and dad goes pacing down the hallway and capture that and all of a sudden there's an emergency c-section and that's a little scary snap 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 keep shooting right and so Um, it was wild the the family really appreciates it and they're hoping that they can kind of share these moments with their with their children when they're older and and kind of walk them through it right and so yeah it was really cool Um, we are you know flash photographers when appropriate or when it works and and so no flash in the delivery room so we're you know just working with with what we had in that sense so um, but no it was really cool the images turned out uh, really powerful and and uh, it's not something I ever really want to do again, but they were close friends. And it's just a unique experience yeah, yeah. among many others uh, uh, that we've been through over, over the years.
1: For your video shoots, um, do you typically try to do them in one day, get all the content? Like, Because sometimes your videos are, what, four, five, six minutes, seven minutes. I don't know your average length, but I'm guessing that's roughly what it'd be. Is that a one day thing or do you have to go sometimes over multiple days, multiple locations? It's long like it's a three four day event uh event
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah so uh to just provide some perspective to the listeners like we do you know work with kind of medium-sized brands in terms of smaller promotional material materials whether that's living on on social media platforms or websites we do also do like some uh, tv spots or maybe event content as well and so um there has been virtual shows we uh, i i believe there were 45 50 minutes an hour these longer shows uh, that we had a chance to produce in the pandemic right and so wow. um yeah it's interesting it produced opportunities uh in addition to challenges right the, the last two years here so um but you know it just totally depends on the project i will say that like uh, the jobs are getting bigger and more evolve uh evolved our team it gets bigger and so now you're bringing out a drone operator you're bringing out an audio engineer you're bringing out two cameras a uh, production manager right and and maybe even an assistant and a grip right so in addition to to talent and and actors and actresses and so um you know not every gig is like that and sometimes i can rip out by myself to just grab some b-roll or, or what have you but uh right but it depends on the job uh, for a lot of times we can, we can carve out a half day or a full day to okay. produce a, 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 a feature. Um, but sometimes it is a, a long going constant kind of project that, that continues to evolve. And so I'm working on a, on a feature here for indigenous uh, protocol when it comes to events, and uh you know just honoring uh traditions and uh you know taking some action towards truth and reconciliation here locally in saskatoon and so uh it's it's i i, car- I called through the bureau the other day and we have eight hours of content over three events and so we're trying to put together this you know it will wow. be a five minute feature or whatever right but you got multiple cameras on things and and you know you don't exactly know what that edit's going to look like and so and here's a here's a classic case of you know overshooting but by the time you call it down, it's all killer no filler, and right. and uh, we're gonna have some really awesome features, right? And and so that's kind of a job that's evolving, and so you capture it, and 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 maybe you have a chance to kind of pull together a, an edit or work with the client and say like, hey, look, here's what we got, and here's what we think we can you know produce. In most cases, you have your application or the end goal in mind, but um, yeah, so it uh, it can absolutely spill over into multiple days or multiple events and. And maybe you have an interview with with one person that works out here, and then you're 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 capturing the other half of it. Then the next day, or you know, at the event, or what have you. So. I have so
1: many questions about shooting. Um, okay, let's get to this one first. Um, inspiration. Do you look to the big brands, the Nikes, the booblas the the vignettes on TSN? You know, when they tell a story about mm. this uh, goalie that came from nowhere and he had phone books on his shins. The next thing you know, he's in the NHL. Like, do you look at those and be like, hey? I can take that, I can take that, I can take that, I can take that, I can apply it over here. Absolutely. So uh,
2: before the pandemic hit, Kirsten and I, we really loved traveling. That was a big thing that we put a lot of time and and, and effort and energy into. And and it gave back uh, tenfold. So... Um, we had a chance to, to see a Yankee game at Yankee Stadium, right? We had a chance to see you know, the Vegas Golden Knights and arguably one of the greatest game day experiences and, and jumbotron content uh, in the NHL, right? And, and so that list kind of goes on and on. And, and, and even outside of our medium, so uh, taking a look at, at say, museums or, or other craftsmen or trades at, at the highest level, and that can be inspiring also right so when we work with a distillery for instance and they talk about their practices and their systems and their strategies and community and partnership those are the kind of things that we're maybe not applying to our hard skills and our craft the same way but definitely to our business and our service and and so i think you can draw uh, inspiration from from a variety of different uh different areas and and so um, I will say that yeah, we've absolutely looked to the NFL. We've looked to the NHL in terms of working with the sports teams here locally in the WHL and the NLL. Right. So our budget, though lower, dealing with smaller leagues right. and smaller clients, um, how can we get creative and and um, limitations breed uh, creativity, right? So um, with with uh, you know with our knowledge and with our with our tools, how can we how can we take it to the next level and it's been pretty cool to see the evolution year over year. Um, and how that, that product has grown, um, in terms of, of just that visual quality and maybe it's, you know, bit rate and resolution and and all of it. Right. And, and, and your lighting on set and, and so, um, Honestly, I kind of forget exactly what the question was, but in terms That's of okay. inspiration, yeah. we, we take it from absolutely everything, right? Absolutely. In docu series, um, like even I'm not a I'm not a race car, or NASCAR, or Formula One kind of guy, but but Drive to Survive was just the coolest series, and I love the interview storytelling, uh, docu series style, and so yeah, we've uh, we've absolutely looked to that, and and uh, it's something that we'll continue to do, and and uh and outside of your own community right i mean why not look to the to the pros and oh yeah yeah through new york i uh, i remember uh my first visit to times square right and and i was more interested in in the billboards and the electronic uh, advertising and uh the digital media and 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 the the storefronts and and just all of it, right? And it was so visual. It was just like you know, stimulus overload. Love it. And uh, and and there's tons of inspiration for sure, for sure. And I'm, I'm screenshotting with something probably every single day in terms of like, oh, that'd be the coolest to try in studio or what have you, right? You only get to a fraction of it, unfortunately. But
1: let's. Uh, let, you mentioned the Saskatchewan Rush a couple times already. Let's uh, talk about your partnership with them, um, National Lacrosse League. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. Lacrosse is uh, just getting more popular. As as time goes on here, how did that partnership come about? And I guess, what do you do with them on a on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And I got more questions on top of that, but let's start let's start there.
2: Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, the Saskatchewan Rush, uh, they're a championship NLL team out of the uh, out of Saskatchewan, playing out of Saskatoon here. So the National Lacrosse League it's uh, it's home to, um, geez, I think there is is there. Is there 14 teams this year? It's expanding every year. Cool. So uh, it's really cool to see the growth. And the NLL has been around for about 35 years. And the Toronto Rock is kind of a household name. Most people it's know. It's been around
1: for 35 years? I believe it's 35. Wow. And that anniversary
2: was uh, several years ago. So maybe it's 37, wow. 38. Don't quote me there. But okay. but yeah, so a, a version of the NLL and teams have come and gone. and, and uh, But yeah, it's a really cool league. I love the sport. I love the game. Um it's uh it's thrilling for fans you know you show up to a hockey game and maybe you go home and it's and it's a one nothing win or one nothing loss and there's really no opportunity to get out of your seat and 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 hoot and holler and so with lacrosse i mean we put up 16 last night in a in a win and And so uh, it's it's the atmosphere is unbelievable. They play music during the game is the coolest thing. And so for our uh, commitment with the team, we essentially try to market the team um, in in, in a a visual way through through video um, and selling that sizzle. Right. So selling the game day experience. So, you know, it's 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 big music, it's big hits, it's it's cold beers. And it's a great night out with uh, with friends, right? So um, that's kind of that's kind of our angle, and we've worked with the team in a lot of different capacities. So uh, you know, a player scores, and their their hero board or their hero video plays, and, right? And it's and it's uh, you know the star player, and and their mean mugging down the camera, and 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 uh, you know you have those those uh, production elements of, of smoke and lights and and fire and that kind of stuff in behind them, and those are always a lot of fun to shoot during media weekend every year and and uh and yeah so it's all sorts of jumbotron content for the game day experience but also those marketing aspects as well uh you know teeing up every game and for sure and that sort of thing there's some sponsor work as well uh it's 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 fulfilling it's cool working with the players and the sponsors uh sastel center the the arena as well and it's a cool community and and for us we've had a chance to grow with the team and and become quite close in 2018 uh, our last championship uh win uh the team even gave me a ring for being a big part of it and so uh, that was like that was a, a real moment uh in terms of yeah. like i mean unless you're unless you're in the show you're not getting the championship ring and so that was pretty that was pretty unbelievable i was able to to find a way to to get a ring after all i was always too too small to play, uh, you know anything professionally, and and got into the arts more so, right? But
1: on uh, on game day, yeah. are you running around with your camera, taking video pictures, all that kind of stuff? Or, yeah. So yeah, go ahead.
2: Yes. So so our commitment is is video with the team, okay. and we do shoot photo and video for various clients. But with the rush, it is it is video aspects and, and elements. And is
1: it just you uh, on game so, day? Sorry, I got another question on top of that. Is it just you? Because like, there's so much happening during the game goal cheering beers everything like for sure h- how how many cameras do you got going
2: so sometimes we bring out an extra set of hands or um our our team you know maybe helps with some audio aspects uh but for the most part i am running around getting my steps in and um you know hey but budget increases and and you know maybe there's an opportunity to bring out more more people but um with the with the current uh agreement we have i i'm kind of taking lead on on the games and it's a lot of fun because uh you know you're at you're at floor level and you're you're shooting the the players uh running out of the tunnel and then you're on the bench and then you're in the stands and then, you know, we score a big goal and, and then the crowd blows up and that's kind of cool. Right. And so you feature, you feature all of it and, and every game is, is themed, right? So that kind of produces a different, a different element and a different right. angle each, each, game. Right. So uh in this case just last night we had country night and and so it was cool to to catch uh, some fans on the mechanical bull and there was a petting zoo and and uh yeah we had some fun halftime shows and and sometimes you win and sometimes you lose and so um to keep the content fresh we are out at at uh, most games and yeah it's a lot of fun so some some of it will be highlights and you hope to catch a couple goals and yep. and then and then it's the sizzle right and and so you're 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 capturing content to, to promote future games and and even bag stuff for future years so say we do country night again we'll lean on this footage from the year prior to tee up the next game and so it's kind of a it's a how it's much a bit hard, of a machine how much in terms hard drive of,
1: space do you have Oh man! Because so you we have... you must have crazy hard drive space because video HD video now is like massive files right like you must have crazy amounts.
2: Yeah, so HD um, you know video can add up, but we're we're shooting uh, you know most projects in 4K uh, these days, so we do have a Synology NAS uh, drive uh, kind of RAID system. So essentially, it's a redundancy backup, and and so there's forty terabytes. Um, but everything's, everything's duplicated. So it's essentially 20 terabytes of storage in addition to working drives. Um, but, uh, yeah, storage. How how many, okay. For those that don't know, a terabyte is what? A thousand gigs. That's right. Yeah. So, so for a rush game, like I'll probably do, I'll probably do like a hundred and well, maybe like a hundred, 150 gigs. Uh, per game and and so then yeah the games add up so you're looking at you know over, over a terabyte or a couple terabytes probably a, a season kind right of thing right in, in addition to the other the other content that, wow. we, that we capture outside of game day right but but yeah i would say content storage and 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 backups is kind of an evolving pain point um for most creators and you know in terms of cloud storage in most cases there's a capacity and right. a maximum and and for creators like ourselves, uh, it's it's likely not what we need and and such and so um, yeah, it's kind of something that's that's constantly evolving and we do have you know a fireproof, waterproof safe in in addition to our to our multiple multiple backups and yeah, keeping keeping uh, media safe is is definitely a priority and and with the larger files like it's yeah, you're constantly uploading, ingesting, offloading, backing up delivering like it's that's basically always Has do. a client ever
1: called you from like 4 or 5 years ago being like ah mm. I don't have this can you send it to me do you have, like do you have everything
2: Yeah so from the early years um the archival process wasn't as strong as it was today okay. which I think is to be ex- uh, expected however um you know short of short of a drive failing which which can happen you know you, you should be able to to pull stuff up from from 10 years you know from, from years ago right, right and, yeah and we did have a client um i think her wedding would have been you know a few years prior and and uh and she reached out and said they had to flee their home because the forest fire is in fort mac and this is years ago and and the wedding was, you know, several years before that. And, and I had the link to them that same day. Right. And, and yeah, here you go. Right. And so it's pretty cool to have a backup system like that. And um, yeah, you know, knock on everything. It's, it's, it's no matter how many copies and no matter how safe, you know, it's, 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 it's always something that, you know, you got to kind of triple quadruple check and, and it's a big part of it, but we, you know, pride ourselves on on keeping our media secure and, and it's part of the value we we bring to the client.
1: Have you ever been at a shoot or especially rush game because that's live, weddings live, um, when you do the commercial aspect kind of side of things, you can probably do multiple takes. But have you ever been any, at a live event that you're covering and be like, oh, I missed that shot? Hmm.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, in a lot of cases, maybe I'm out there by myself or, you know, a contract is out there by themselves and and like you said, it's a live event. This stuff's only happening once and so you do your best to 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 capture the key moments and such and 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 some of it's dis- discretionary, right? You know, is it is it the action or is it the reaction, right? Oh, so, good point. if I have point. if I have what I need from from the action, then maybe what I really want is, is the reaction and how people felt at the event, right? And, and so maybe, maybe there's an opportunity to have a camera set up on a tripod on the, on the action or on the speaker or on the presentation or on, you know, the highlight or whatever that might be. Right. And, and then you're working the crowd, you're maybe getting a wide. And then in addition to, you know, maybe some,
1: some reaction, a, a tear or whatever. Right. right? In and, your world, uh, what's more important, the goal by the rush or the mm. crowd all jumping up in the stands, losing it? Totally. Like, so
2: for us, it's, it's a little bit more about the sizzle, right? right. So the sizzle, not the steak. And so for us, we want to show that people are having a good time and it's really easy to do that because people are out there having a good time, right? So um, yeah, for us, it's it's more about the atmosphere and the game day experience. However, the product on the floor is so strong and so compelling that it turns out to be a hybrid in most cases.
1: Um, talk to me about the Saskatoon Police Service video that you did. Um, you you can explain it best because you were involved straight up. It's on YouTube. It has what? I don't even know how many million views it has now, but it's talk, talk, talk to me about that whole thing
2: too funny okay so yeah you know this is 2018 or 20 ah maybe 2018 don't quote me on that but this goes back always, so the work has evolved since <laughs> but it was however, so
1: cool and it was yeah it was and a running gun project we're, but we're gonna put it in right here as well we'll put it right let's see it you are
2: my fire the one desire
0: you are
2: So SPS, uh, Saskatoon Police Service, they reached out years ago and they said, hey, look, this uh, lip sync, uh, first responders lip sync challenge is kind of taking over. And it was really big in the States and a few Canadian groups had gotten on board and they said, hey, look, if we want to do it. We want to do it uh, for real I and mean, we kind of want to go for it, right? So they reached out to us as kind of a third party group to help them along. And and I will say it was run and gun. Like we were racing from one scene to the next. And you had officers uh, giving up their time on on their own time. To produce these scenes, they're coming in on off days, and and it was just unbelievable, right? So the 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 SPS team, their marketing team, their communications team, they chose uh, "I Want It That Way" by the Backstreet Boys, and we had a lot of fun playing on a little bit of a Brooklyn Nine Nine intro and into the song, and and the biggest part for for the success of it all was the buy in of the officers. Yeah. So it was there, but then of course you know you run a take, and it's like, okay, hey, look, that was killer really strong Uh, you know that was an 8 out of 10 we're gonna take it to you know 9 out of 10 let's go 10 out of 10 or 11 out of 10 with gumption let's go right and so how can we bring a little bit more out of that performance or let's go bigger eyes. or when you slide in like you know really go for it Um, you know make sure to hit your dance move and head comes up smiles at the camera whatever that might be right so a little bit of coaching again it was run and gun so this is all happening very quickly but uh it was cool we had a bunch of different scenes we kind of showcased saskatoon and uh shot by several landmarks and and yet yeah, we just had some fun and uh it was cool tim hortons canada uh, got on board in terms of tweeting it out because there was a scene where oh, there was yeah. uh you know some affection up against the the glass of of the donuts we kind of played on the on the on the the cheekiness of 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 police officers and and their love for for, for donuts and um backstreet boys themselves uh, no, retweeted and, no and, and yeah that was, that was big that was big those big ones so i think it's five million views ish collectively no, i'm looking it up right now that's what i'm doing over
1: here i'm looking it up right now i want it that way there's a couple different oh, sources
2: so if you combine them up but i think it's probably the the sas police Service Facebook's page that that would oh, okay. that would be the the original source for the majority oh, okay, of the views, okay. but it did get some love on on YouTube as well. And uh, CTV National uh, ran ran the uh, the story as well, which was kind of cool out of Toronto. Wow. Uh, and then additionally, there was a top ten uh, show that Cedric the Entertainer hosted, and it was uh, it was cool. It highlighted the best lip sync videos. Yeah. And the kind of the story from each from each group, and and we placed third, I believe, and we were the only Canadian group in the top ten, I believe, is how that goes. Crazy. So you're 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 uh you're working you're working my memory here, that's but okay. I, I I believe that's that's how that went. And so very successful campaign, right? And what started as kind of a little bit of a joke and a for fun project, all of a sudden I'm getting calls from people I haven't talked to in years, right? And they're just like, this is amazing, and. It really took a, on a life of its own, and it was uh, it was quite a fun project.
1: And people like yourself still reference oh, it. Oh my to gosh! This day. Just, it's just, just fun. So cool because, like you said, millions of views and your work. So like that must feel pretty cool, you know, to have your work millions of eyeballs. That's just on one piece. Then all your other pieces combined, like it just it's crazy what you have done with video and views. It, it, think about it, really. The, the reach the reach is really
2: exciting right and there's been some other successful projects and campaigns in the past and um yeah i mean it's 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 not it's not entirely how we view the success of a project but it's it's a large part of abby line if i said otherwise i mean in most cases our clients come to us and ideally you're getting eyeballs on this content right yeah. and it doesn't really re- it doesn't really matter what media if it's if it's photo or if it's video or what have you right and so you know, those, those likes and those views and, and the interaction, the engagement with an audience is one of the metrics in how we gauge success, uh, of
1: a project or of a video,
2: uh, campaign. That's
1: awesome. Uh, we're almost out of time here. If somebody wants to start and be like, I want to start capturing stuff and they have their phone and, and phones have come a long ways now from when, I guess you started sick pics to today. Um, they're shooting high quality video. They, people can edit. So what, what should, people look for when they're shooting and what kind of, I don't know, maybe give some tips, I guess, from, from a pro like yourself into somebody who wants to get into something like this.
2: Yeah, very cool. So I I think, uh, you know, stay curious and there's inspiration all around you. I think we're subjected to like thousands of ads a day, right? And some of them are going to be stronger than others. However, I mean, you know, with the Super Bowl coming up. Halftime show, right? Or, or or not even the halftime show. Sorry, the 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 commercial content, yeah. right? And so so every year we like to sit down and we watch the reel of all the commercials from the Super Bowl, and we talk about the scripting and the voicing and the uh, cinematography or the videography and and the performance of the actors and 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 we just we just eat it up, right? And and so in a lot of cases maybe there's some special effects or there's bigger budgets or teams that we can't necessarily um, you know aspire to at this stage in the game but it it is inspiring at the very least and so i think um yeah i mean hey you got a studio in your pocket right i mean this would have been a pretty sought after tool in the visual world uh just you know a few years ago right so even though it has some limitations in terms of you know um what bigger cine rigs are capable of um yeah you know it's it's a tool and 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 just go out and shoot and and i'm a big believer in the ten thousand hour rule and and so you got to put the time in right and and so look to look to mentors mentors is a big part of it for us and and so every time we invest in in that mentorship we did level up and and that always came back around uh you know multiple multiple times and so I would say mentors, being curious, uh, soaking up, being a sponge—that inspiration all around you. Hey, YouTube University is is absolutely a thing, and it's it's all out there. Uh, you know, in most cases, free of charge, right? So there are some really cool courses online for visual creators that are po- popping up more and more. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then there's you know formal education in terms of you know a broadcasting college or a film school, and those are still viable options, but. Um, I really think it's kind of on, on the individual creator. And in most cases, you know, you you might learn what you're going to need to know outside of school, um, you know, or on the job or post education anyways, right. It can definitely be a good foundation and, and a network builder, but, um, yeah, I'd say just get out there and start messing around and, and look to, look to some, some mentors and, and some pros for inspiration.
1: Uh, one last one, pre COVID, when was the last weekend you had off? Pre-COVID, the last weekend. Oh yeah, like, it we were like rolling. Sounds like you're so busy. You're always doing something somewhere, and and a lot of times weekend is uh, when the shoots are, right?
2: Yeah, that's just the thing, right? So we would prefer to work, you know, Wednesday at eleven a.m. Exactly. But unfortunately, uh, the good stuff happens on on Saturday night. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, yeah, we're you know we're privileged to to be able to be at a lot of these big large scale events. Um, you know I'm, a, I'm attracted to energy and, and action and always have been and i love the stage and and so i wouldn't have it any other way to be honest but uh yeah it does make for a lot of it does make for a lot of weekends and so if we don't carve out some time for a trip or yeah. some lake life or something like that ahead of time like it kind of has to be in the calendar um you know, through COVID, things have relaxed a little bit, and we've actually learned to enjoy some of that downtime and 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 other hobbies outside of of work twenty four seven. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's an engaging gig, and I mean, I'm not here to to work thirty five hours and and punch punch the clock. I, I love what I do, and and uh, so sometimes that that takes uh, a little extra little extra love.
1: Chris Korski, owner operator, Sick picks, Saskatoon. Saskatchewan, Canada, you have one cool job.
2: Thanks so much for having me, buddy. That was a lot of fun. Uh, take care and, and uh, thanks again.
1: we Will do. Cool Jobs podcast brought to you by Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment. With over 200 people hired, Mark at Crown Jewel Recruitment will find the right people for you. Contact him today if you're looking for employees. 780-984-8800 or email mark at crownjewelrecruitment.com. Chris, catch you later. Cheers, bud.
0: The Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Crown Jewel Recruitment. Have a cool job or know someone that does? Let us know. Email johnny at cooljobspodcast.com. You got me fiending for that first high. But the feeling's
2: not the same.